Uninvisible is a support podcast that deals squarely with medical issues that present unique advocacy issues for individuals. We do not provide medical advice. Please consult with your physician for any medical issue that you are facing. Information and comments that you send to us are governed by our terms of service and privacy policy which are available on our website located at uninvisiblepod.com. The opinions expressed by guests are their own and are not necessarily the opinion of Uninvisible or the show sponsors. Any advertising that you may hear is accepted without regard to our editorial content. Welcome to Uninvisible. I'm your host, Lauren Friedman. And I'm here with my guests to bring you info, insights, and inspiration for coping with, diagnosing, and treating invisible illness. We're here oversharing, so you don't have to struggle with invisibility anymore. Okay, guys, thank you so much for joining us. I am here with Annalise Brethauer, who is a certified financial planner professional and the founder of Rise Up Financial. She's got a personal connection to the invisible illness community and is working specifically to help us with our finances. So Annalise, thank you so much for joining us. Lauren, thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. It's such a pleasure. We've had a couple of chats before this, and um, it's just been great to be in touch with you, and I'm excited for everyone on the show who's listening to to hear more about your story. So let's start from the top. Can you tell us when and how you first realized that you were sick and, and what you did to take control of your symptoms? Yeah, I had a, have kind of an unusual story. Um, I have Crohn's disease, and it was back in 2017, kind of late 2016, early 2017, my grandmother had passed away. And at the same time, I was studying really hard for the certified financial planner exam. And my first symptom was blood in my stool. Mm. And that was all I had for probably a month. And I felt totally fine. was just noticing blood in my stool. And I remember sitting in the parking lot of Target and calling (laughs) the advice nurse because Mm. it kept happening. Um, And her telling me immediately to go to the emergency room. Right. And, and I was like, but I feel fine. Yeah. (laughs) And to be honest, that was kind of the end of the conversation. She told me to go to the emergency room and instead I went into target and bought whatever I needed. (laughs) Spent too much money. I mean, (laughs) exactly. Because it's like, I also wonder if it's like as, as women, we're used to bleeding from one of those areas. And then it's like, if you have a little blood in your stool, do you think like, oh, maybe it's just a little bit of period that like, you know, is it sort yeah. of connected and you don't think it's a big deal if you're not having any pain? That's, I have never thought of it like that. And I think you're totally right. Yeah. Because I wasn't having pain. I wasn't having any, any other symptoms. Um, I just kind of brushed it off. Yeah. But in the weeks following, I started getting more symptoms mm. and started having more blood and mucus. Um in my stool and urgency and all of those things that are kind of classic IBD symptoms. And by kind of late March, early April, I was calling my GI. I had gotten a GI appointment. I had gotten in for the initial appointment and they were like, okay, you know, we need to get you in for a colonoscopy. It's going to be six weeks from now. And I got to the point where I was going to the bathroom at least every hour in so much pain that I was calling them crying. Like I had like five calls to them crying. Um, so eventually they got me in for an emergency colonoscopy. Wow. How and old were you at this point as well? I was 25. So you were 
like an, you were an adult patient, but I mean, that's kind of late to be diagnosed from my understanding of the different stories I've heard thus far. Most people are diagnosed when they were children, aren't they? Yep. Yep. And most people have uh, a more drawn out, um, less immediately dramatic story, you know, where, where they really suffer through the diagnosis process where the doctors can't quite figure it out. And, and I guess I should consider myself lucky that I was a part of that group where I had very classic symptoms and was diagnosed very quickly. Um, but from the mental aspect, I was so convinced that it came on so fast. It was going to go away just as fast as it came on. Sure. Because we think of illness in cycles like a flu or a cold. Yep, exactly. And that's really all I had experienced. Um, I had some, I was on antibiotics for a long time when I was a baby. Um, but besides that, I was going to the doctor for a sinus infection or um, that sort of thing. So um, it was it was hard to kind of wrap my mind around the yeah. diagnosis. Um, and when I went in after my colonoscopy for my doctor's appointment, uh, the doctor asked me to bring my parents oh. and I was 25, you know, yeah. so I was an adult that's, Yeah, living on my own. That's kind uh, of a, that's a doctor patient confidentiality issue there. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. Technically um, that's no one's business, but your own. Yeah. Yeah. That didn't even occur to me at the time. I just thought, okay, sure. I'll bring my parents. Right. So, I mean, are you close with your parents? Yeah. So that was an okay thing to share. Yeah. Yeah. But the doctor didn't know that. <laughs> That's very weird. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Makes uh, me wonder like, would he have said that to a 25 year old man? He said it to a 25 year old woman. I wonder whether he would have had a 25 year old man bring his parents in. Somehow probably. I doubt it. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. 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 So I I brought my parents in and they kind of sat me down and said this is you're going to be sick forever and mm. we need to put you on an immune suppressant and I was like, "Whoa, hold up." Yeah. <laughs> A couple months ago I was normal, healthy, yeah. you know, quote unquote normal. Um and so the only thing I would say yes to is misalamine. So mm. I was on Misalamine enema, misalamine suppository, oral right. misalamine, a bunch of supplements. I was so sick from just like taking a million pills a day hmm. that really didn't do anything. Yeah. You weren't convinced uh, of the treatments until the treatment you chose didn't work. Yeah. And I'm a financial planner. So I'm somebody who goes and likes to do research and gets into the nitty gritty. So I start, um, she wanted me to go on Remicade or Stellara, Stellara. I don't know how to hmm. say it. Um, so I went and did research and thought, oh, this is not, this is not something I want to, mm. to do. Um, so anyways, it, it took a, a bit of time of going through that and things getting even worse mm. to the point where I couldn't even put pants on. I was in so yeah. much pain mm. and how I coped at work was just to put myself in fi- fight or flight right. to take my mind off the pain and, and the suffering. And it, it, it worked really well until I was so extremely exhausted mm. that one day I just realized my life was going in a direction that was none of my priorities were straight. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not so, completely in your control if you're on someone else's clock as well, when you're dealing with a chronic illness. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I, I realized it was me. It was my mindset. Mm. There was a, there was a problem here. Um, and I think part of that came from, I also have dyslexia mm. and the way I had coped with that through school um, and successfully was to just work harder and longer mm. than everybody So you else. thought you could solve this problem the same way. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I was so convinced because I had seen it work for the first 25 years of my life. Sure. That this was the way to solve all. And it was very, I was wrong. Yeah. I was was very wrong. Well, it's a humbling lesson to learn, but it's an important one, isn't it? That sometimes our bodies teach us lessons that, that we're struggling to learn, but ultimately it's, it's important to understand that we need to reprioritize what's going on in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It gave me a new, a clearer lens of uh, what my priorities, what I really wanted my priorities to be in life. And it was hard because I loved my job. It was my dream, dream job. Um, it was for an investment firm here in Portland, Oregon. And I had spent years working towards getting there. Um, and everything was so great about it, except for my brain was loving it and my body was deteriorating in a way I had never experienced before. So I did the only thing I knew how to do, which is go get a therapist. Right. Smart. And it was the best decision I've made in my illness journey. Wow. I got really lucky because I think sometimes it can be hard to find the right fit Mm. for a therapist. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Especially if you're dealing with chronic illness, you want to be working with someone who understands what that's like. Yeah. Yeah. And she, she has been amazing. I'm working with, I worked with her for about a year until I realized I have to leave this job to put Mm. the energy that I need to into my body Mm. to start to heal enough so that my life is sustainable. So this all pivoted into you founding Rise Up Financial. And I'm wondering, first of all, at this point now that you have your own business, how you're balancing the demands of work and life as you manage symptoms um, and various medications that you have to take. How does that work for you? And and how do you recommend other Spoonies do the same? Yeah. Yeah. So really quick, I eventually realized that I did need Remicade. Right. And thankfully, I mean, it didn't put me in remission, but it got me to a place where I could function. Mm. Um, which, which I'm grateful for at this point, but I love this question and I want to be really honest and Mm. say that I have not figured out the balance yet. (laughs) You're not the first person who said that. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, there's part of me that thinks that this is a constant evolving challenge for somebody with illness because, We change as people, our illness changes over time, our family life changes. Mm -hmm. So in my opinion, it's more about finding your individual formula. Yeah. And things like enough sleep. I mean, simple things like enough sleep and nutrition, which I completely ignored. Um, I was commuting almost an hour each way and getting to work by 630 in the morning. Wow. 
when the market opens here on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, so that put me, you know, getting up really, really early. Yeah, that sounds pretty painful to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, it's fun to watch the sun come up every morning, but yeah. You but if you're not a morning person, you're also fighting your body's instincts. Yeah, can't help but aggravate symptoms of various chronic illnesses, depending on what you've got going on for sure. Yeah, I think in general for everyone, not enough sleep is mm. uh, inflammation inducing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's parts of the formula that I think are, are universal, but then mm. other parts that are very individual. Yeah. So you've made it work now around a schedule that is more comfortable for you though. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I have to, when I'm scheduling, you know, even scheduling this interview, it's thinking, okay, did I get up early yesterday? How much had I done yesterday? What do I need to do today to be able to bring my full self here? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it seems like from what you and I have discussed, um, that a lot of this journey for you, while it was perhaps a bit shorter than the typical journey to diagnosis and symptom management, it inspired you to change the way you were living your life. And you've decided to start offering services specifically for people who are dealing with rising medical costs. So Mm -hmm. why is financial planning so important for Spoonies? Yeah, great question. Mm. Financial planning is important for everyone but especially for our community, because we have, we're dealing with a lot more mm. from a financial perspective than a quote unquote healthy person. Right. Uh, not only with ongoing expenses, classically you think about doctor's appointments, procedures, medications, but there's so much more to lifestyle changes with chronic disease mm. from spending money on organic food and supplements and, you know, an expensive new pillow. I bought a $70 pillow. Help me sleep better. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just things like that, that really add up. Mm. Um, and I. And realizing just, that so much of the way that we understand our, our sleep and our, our lifestyle is also not necessarily designed around our best health. Yeah. Yeah. And financial strain is stressful. And we all know that stress is a big indicator in all of these chronic diseases. Massive indicator. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're just a person who lives with chronic stress and you're always in fight or flight and that's not good for you either. (laughs) It's not, it's no way to live. Mm -hmm. I I lived that life. And yes, on the outside, um, I had a great job and everything was fantastic. But on the inside, I was falling apart at the pieces. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think money is, is a really important piece to de-stressing, to planning, to feeling stable, to having the energy we need to put towards our health. So how have you designed what you're offering um, in terms of courses and um, you know one-on-one coaching for people in the chronic illness community? Yeah, I love that. So my business is is twofold. Mm-hmm. Um, one, I want to create a sustainable business um, for Rise Up Financial, but the other side of it is having impact. Mm. And, and thanks to you, Lauren, I've kind of gone down the patient advocacy route. Yay! <laughs> yeah, I'm just just entering that world, mm. and, and it's very fulfilling. Yeah. 
there's a lot of people who can't afford one-on-one financial planning. Yeah. So I'm building that impact side of my business to be able to support people who either aren't ready to work Mm -hmm. one-on-one or can't afford it. Yeah, absolutely. And we're talking about a community here that has bigger financial concerns in that our health insurance premiums and our bills are going to be higher than the average bears, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. And when if you decide to change jobs, looking at the health coverage of mm-hmm. your potential employers is probably top of our list. Yeah, um, that's Or huge. I would argue should be um, as along with, you know, being able to accommodate our needs and, and that sort of thing. Absolutely. I mean, it's interesting because it's certainly there's an overlap there with sort of like healthcare concierge work, right? And, you know, like being able to really understand what you're paying for, what benefits you're then uh, eligible for and, and what you need to push for if you need more. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for people that I work one-on-one with, I do that with them. You know, yeah. We sit down with your summary benefits and we understand it together. And maybe we even call your health insurance company together to get clarification. And mm-hmm. sometimes just having that person there with you who yeah. can ask some of the questions and um, you know take notes and then debrief is really helpful. Yeah, absolutely. This episode is sponsored by Ember Labs, creators of the Ember Wave, the intelligent bracelet that helps control how you experience temperature. I'm heat sensitive, and this device has been a lifesaver. Using patented technology, it cools or warms the temperature-sensitive skin on your wrist, creating a natural response in your body and mind that helps you thermally adjust in minutes. It was selected by Time Magazine as one of 2018's best inventions. For those of you with mounting medical costs to consider, the team at Ember offer a payment plan in partnership with a firm. And because you listen to Uninvisible Pod, they are offering you $30 off. Go to emberlabs.com, that's E-M-B-R labs.com, enter code INVISIBLE30, that's INVISIBLE30 at checkout, and experience personal thermal wellness on a whole new level with me. So we know that you're going to be offering these courses, and and by the time this episode goes to air, hopefully the first one will be out. And we'll certainly link to that on the episode page, but I'm wondering whether you've got sort of like a top three tips list for financial planning for Spoonies, what would you recommend that those of us who have these additional concerns financially, what would your top three, like, this is how you get it together list look like? Yeah. Yes. Love this. Okay. (laughs) So I want to preface all of these tips by saying it's really important to leave the past in the past, Mm. especially when it comes to money. So Whatever you decide to do going forward, if you've made money decisions in the past that you don't feel that great about, it's okay. Mm. Leave them there. You're here now and you have so much ahead of you. So I really like to teach clients to open an account only for their health insurance or their, their, excuse me, their health expenses. Yeah, smart. So um, I teach the bucket approach for budgeting in general. So you can have accounts for any of your financial goals, Mm. but especially for us Spoonies, having a health expense account um, and and having the habit of putting money into it each time we get paid Mm. 
mm. is what's really important. So it doesn't matter if it's $5 or $5,000. Mm. It's creating that habit of, um, of building that cushion yeah. for your health and then saving. It's a, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's the same process repeated for any other goal mm. you have. Yeah. So that's number one. Um, there's a cool account called a health savings account, yep. which is great for people who don't have a lot of health expenses because in order to be eligible for a health savings account, you have to have a high deductible mm. plan. So right. there's a lot coming out of pocket to be eligible. Right. But if your spouse has um, you know, access to something like that and they don't, they don't have the same kind of expenses you do, that can be a good option. It's triple tax free. The money goes in pre-tax and it can grow if you invest it hmm. tax free and it comes out tax free so long as you use it for healthcare purposes. Amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm going to add a pro tip here because yeah. sometimes banks will charge fees for multiple accounts. Mm. So if you're running into that with the bank you use now, I use Charles Schwab Bank mm -hmm. and have no problem. They don't charge any fees. You can That's have great. three debit cards if you want. Yeah. And there are a lot of like online banks opening now where you can just open up like little savings accounts and yes. even like Capital One, I think has one and they're like, they're no fee yes. accounts, no minimum, all that kind of thing, which is really great. Yes. Yes. So mm. if you're running into that at your bank branch that you're using right now, there are other options. Mm. So pro tip there. Um, and then tip number two, make sure you have a will and your healthcare directives. Yeah. Especially for, for us young spoonies, um, you don't think about having a will, mm. but, but we all, we all need one. Mm. So I actually only just wrote my will last year, like this time last year. So it's interesting you bring that up. Yeah. And I'm like in my thirties. So yeah. Yeah. It's important to do. And I mean, in a way it's, it, I can understand the resistance cause it's a totally, it's directly facing the idea of mortality, which like, just cause you have a chronic illness doesn't mean you're going to die faster, but yes. um, it's important to face these things in our lives anyway, and, and get okay with where we're at and understand our priorities in life in general, isn't it? Yes. And that tip is not just for our spooning community. Yeah. That's for everyone. That's for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a bank account, um, if you own a car, if you own anything, you should have a will. Yeah, absolutely. So keep that one in mind. And then third, it can be really hard. This one is our spoonie community specific to be approved for life insurance or long-term disability mm. when you have a chronic illness. So if your employer offers group life and group long-term disability, take advantage of it. Mm. You don't have to go in the underwriting process um, because you're 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 looped in with everybody else. Yeah, and you never know when you're yeah. going to need long-term disability. Um, mm. No, I think these are really wonderful tips. Can you tie them in with any other just general tips for spoonies that that you have learned from your journey as well? Do you have any tips for living with chronic illness that you would want to share with everyone too, aside from the financial side of things? Oh yeah. Give yourself grace. Mm. This, I have to remind myself this every single day mm. because I'm one of those people who's always looking for more. Yeah. 
Um, so having grace, actually, I'm looking at it right now. I'm sitting at my desk um, and I have eight affirmations. Oh, that's lovely. That, that I read to myself. Um, at, and number two is I'm at ease with life. Mm. Mindset is so important. Um, and there's no such thing as you know, perfection in this world. But acceptance of wherever you are today um, has been helpful for me. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you got to that place. It was a journey for sure, but you, you definitely got there with the help of your therapist and with looking at the way you were living your life and how it was affecting your body and then your mindset. I mean, it's a multi-step process, but it's an important one to go through, isn't it? Absolutely. If, if we were sitting here four years ago, I probably would be telling you that there is ways to perfection and mm-hmm. that life should be hard. And, yeah. you know, it's just like, I just have such a different lens on mm. what it means to be well. Yeah. Now. And, um, and that being well becomes a wealth in and of itself, doesn't it? You know, like we don't realize absolutely. until we lose our health, how important it is and, and how our entire lives are centered around it. Yeah, I am a big believer that money is to be used for living your life more intentionally. It's just money is just, you know, a piece of paper or a number on a computer screen. It's what you do with it that can nourish your life. And that's the reason it's important, not because it's, you know, a decimal point. Absolutely. And I love that you named your company Rise Up Financial because it, Thank you. It, it's so symbolic of not only the journey financially, but the journey mentally, the journey in our hearts, like the journey through chronic illness is so much about that. I'm sure you also have clients who are not necessarily spoonies too, but yeah. you know that you're able to give people the perspective of being able to be prepared for you never know. And, you know, having that HSA or having that savings account that will you know, be your cushion and give you that peace of mind as necessary. Yeah. Yeah. I think the perspective is really helpful when leading discussions with clients, whether they're in our Spoonie community or not, um, about what they want from their life and how do we use money to help you get there. So when I talk to clients about kind of changing their budgeting habits and their financial habits, I like to start with something that's very approachable. And the best place to start is just to get in the habit of opening your banking app every day. Mm. All you have to do is click that button. I even have moved my banking app right next to my messaging app. Yeah, smart. At the bottom of your phone so that you see it. Um, And once you get comfortable just Mm. opening the app, you will start to naturally become more curious. And that will lead to Mm. clicking on your credit card or clicking on your checking account just makes you more aware yeah but don't even don't even go there at first just start by opening the app and and kind of release some of that fear Mm, totally because most people only open the app when they have to go pay their credit card you know once a month and there's so much anxiety that comes with that that we can reduce some of that just by getting into these kind of step habits what about because i feel like a lot of people who would come to you would be especially spoonies would be people who are already dealing with debt. Do you have tips for also like getting people from like 
say they've put all their hospital bills on a credit card mm -hmm. and now they've got to pay the bill and they don't have that in the bank account. You know, what do you recommend for people who are in that kind of situation where they need to get out of the hole? Yeah, we create a spending plan mm. and, and doing that, there's definitely some discomfort that comes with it because we yeah. sit down and we look at what your spending has looked like for maybe the past six months, uh, maybe even up to a year, depending and start to kind of categorize things. Mm. What, what's going where? And then looking at your spending and, and applying that to what your priorities are. So where can we change some of these things? Um, it's a lot easier when you have somebody, a financial planner doing it with you mm. to sit down and say, okay, you know, your nails look amazing, <laughs> but you know, your credit card is, is feeling a little bit tight because of these health bills. So what can we yeah. do? to change some of those things. To focus more on necessity rather than, but what if that's the thing that like gives you joy? You know, I suppose you find somewhere else to, to cut around the corners. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. It is all about what is going to provide the most fulfillment for you. So mm -hmm. if that, you know, monthly manicure is that thing, yeah. but you're ha happy to make coffee at home versus go to Starbucks and you just kind of have to spend a little time thinking of it we're going to create a system so that every night after dinner, you're going to get that coffee pot ready. It's going to automatically be ready for you at seven 30 when you're headed out the door. Mm. Um, so it, it's, it's very personalized yeah. looking at some of those things. Very individual and everyone's going to be different in what matters to them the most and what gives them joy and where they are financially too. Yeah, exactly. And my job is not to, to tell you what gives you joy. My job is to help you use your money to create more joy and mm. less stress. I love that because I think people think about money and they just get stressed. Like there's not a lot of joy unless you have extra, you know, um, exactly. and exactly. it's just nice to be able to change that perspective and, and allow that necessary part of our lives to become something joyful too. Yeah, exactly. And to be totally honest with you, even people who have really high incomes suffer from the same issue. Yeah. You know, they don't know where their money is going. And so um, taking the time to kind of parse it out mm. is, is important, whether you are living paycheck to paycheck or, you know, you're making a high six figure income. Mm. We're all kind of climbing the same mountain. Yeah. I think that's really lovely. Very well put. Thank you. Mm. Yeah. Our website is riseupfp.com. FP is for financial planning. And you can follow me on Instagram at Annalise Brethauer. It's a long name. I'm not going to try to spell it for you. Don't worry. We'll, we'll link it, it on the episode page. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah. Annalise Brethauer on Facebook as well. So That's awesome. Find me any of those places and... Thank you so much, Lauren. This has been so fun. It's so great. It's like, you know, we're having this like short little intro interview, but I'm like, I want to keep talking. You know, oh. <laughs> this is always like, it's, it's one of those things. Like, you know, you get into like a really meaningful discussion. You're like, wait, that, that's, that's it. That's all. Oh, wait, there, there's so much more I want to know. And I'm sure our listeners are, are wanting to know more. So I, I'm sure that they can get in touch with you and, and always learn more that way. Yeah, absolutely. And, and if they have a specific financial topic, that they want to know about, um, let Lauren or myself know 
so that we can either do this again or I can create a special course for it or uh, we want to provide you value. So if there's something specific, I know taxes with oh you know, April coming around. Uh, <laughs> I've heard that a few times. So yeah, that's also on my you list. You heard it from if, me this morning. <laughs> I did. And I heard it from someone yesterday. Yeah. So, and I'm thinking about it. Um, so whatever it is, we want to just keep giving you more knowledge so that you can make the best choice for you. Mm, absolutely. And the idea here being that like, yes, this is a service that's available to you, but also this is someone who like gets it, <laughs> you know, and understands what the priorities need to be and also understands the point of view. I think that's a really big thing here is that like knowing that there's someone who's like been in your shoes. I know exactly what it's like to feel like you're scrambling just to pay a hospital bill, you know, like just having that peace of mind that you're working with someone who gets it, I think is huge. And, and, um, yeah, I think everyone's going to get a lot out of this and I'm excited for everyone to check you out. Good. Me too. Me too. I'm always looking for other ways to have impact with our community. So Lauren, what you've done is so great. Um, you know, giving us these, you're, you're so great at, you know, telling all the, the gory details of the stories (laughs) and getting your guests to do the same. And, and it just, you know, you're driving the car listening to an invisible pod, just thinking, Oh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> me too. It's the other me too. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Right. Oh God. But yes, it's the other me too. That's I, I mean, totally. But I mean, I mean, this is the thing too, is like the reason I started the podcast is that I needed to know that I wasn't alone. Yeah. And while there are plenty of support groups out there, you, you need to hear a story sometimes, like, you know, just to hear the ins and outs and, and really feel like you are on the same page with someone. And it's amazing. Like all these interviews I do in some ways, it's the same story, you know, that, that we're getting the same kind of validation. And, you know, there are a lot of overlaps and similarities in other ways, everyone's completely individual. And that's, what's so exciting about how diverse the community is. So um, yeah. Thank you so much for, for coming on and sharing some of your story. And I'm really excited for, for everything that's to come with Rise Up Financial. Thanks so much, Lauren. Really appreciate you having me. Sure thing. That's it, folks. Thanks for listening. As always, please check us out online at uninvisiblepod.com and all over the social media world at uninvisiblepod. We love your feedback and suggestions, so please drop us a line via the website if you have questions, ideas for topics to cover in future episodes, or just want to say hello. We're all about relationships and collaboration here, so credit where credit is due. Music for this episode is by Sean Hart, who can be found at seanhart.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts.